Hey everybody out in podcast land, it's David and a special treat, like I promised, my wife Jessica. You want to say hi or something? Hi or something. Well, there you go. So she's full of uh, funny stuff tonight. Sarcasm, Sarcasm humor. humor, and the Holy Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So uh, we're not going to spend a long time with you guys tonight. Um, As I said in the previous one, we have been battling a lot of different sicknesses, things going on around our house, and we just ask you to pray for us, but we feel obligated to get something out to you guys. We want to keep speaking to everybody. We still pray nightly and do our other things. It's just we've had to take a little break with the weather and everything. It's just been really rough on everybody here, especially with the new baby. The baby, he's doing fine. Everybody's doing good. It's just, wow. Yeah, he's nine months old, but he's still a baby. He's high energy. He'll probably be a baby till he's 18. Can I get an amen out there? Yeah. Or or when now we're the... 55. Yeah, we're in the environment now. 55 in our basement, probably. And we don't even have a basement, so he'll be digging a hole underneath our house, living under there for <laughs> till he's 55. Hey, I wouldn't put that past him nowadays, guys. Um, well, I've been talking a lot about the end of the world. Um... Just things that are going on. We have been in a really weird climate. And I know there's been pastors and preachers and prophets and of doom for many, many generations. Every generation can go back and there's always that prophet of doom. The world's going to end in 20 days or the end of the world is upon us and get ready. And then they want to sell you something. So what's the purpose of selling something if the end of the world is upon you? Even them. It just doesn't affect them. It just affects you. Think about that, folks. If somebody's trying to sell you a book, the end of the world and why you should know the world is coming to an end, but you got to buy their book, you better have red flags going up. Because if they're gathering all the wealth of the world and the world's coming to an end for you, it better be coming to an end for them. Or I just call that lies. And we know who the father of lies are, the devil. And if the devil's given them information, it's going to be bad information. He promised Jesus the world and the kingdoms of the world if he would just fall down and worship him. And I'm telling you guys, many, many leadership around the world from every position you can think of has sold their soul to the enemy. They're on the wrong side. And do you think they're going to come looking like the enemy? No. The Bible says wolves in sheep's clothing. So we have been just flooded. The world has been flooded with holy people mighty strong amazing people that are well equipped to give you information in science field teachers that are just holy walking through the the halls nurses that are holy everybody's just holy 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 everywhere uh syndicate radio host holy uh tv shows holy people news reporters holy Uh, preachers in the pulpit, holy, everybody's so holy, everybody's so holy, why do we need Jesus if everybody's so holy, and why is the world falling apart if we have that much holiness just walking through our halls, walking on our streets, walking on our roads, walking in our homes, why is our world falling apart if there's that much goodness in the world, folks, I tell you, we are at a lack of it, we are of a lack of character, integrity all the positive things i think in the darkness and the recesses of many people's homes evil lurks it it reigns supreme and very little of the daytime the holiness of god actually gets out there i'm telling you guys we are in a very evil time goodness 
is out there everywhere, but it's masked underneath of it is full of evil. Evil has found a way to look good and to sell itself to everybody and everybody's buying it. The devil, it's like the old story you used to hear about like on Twilight Zone or some of those books. The traveling salesman comes to town or that man is sitting at the crossroads by himself with a guitar and lo and behold you walk upon him and you have a choice to turn to the left or turn to the right on this road or when you get on the bus the bus driver looks to you and says where are you going and the salesman walks up to you and says what do you need i have it for you any one of these scenarios put yourself in and that's where everybody is in this world and that's where we've been since you were born which way are you going to go what are you going to do with your life are you going to sell it to this man and say i'll take whatever you're offering and i'll trade you something i don't see my soul i'll trade you something that is something i I just heard about i don't even know if it's real and i could always get it back you know i'm i'm a slick man i can always get my soul back at the last minute i'll live this life i'll sell my soul for money i'll sell it for fame i'll sell it to be a rock star a hero a rap star um the president whatever you want to put in there the top doctor the top lawyer the top famous person and at the last moment i'll redeem it back i'll walk around shrading myself as goodness while i sold my soul i'm empty inside where are you tonight folks but that's not going to be my message that's what i've been preaching for many many weeks now actually many years it's been the message I've been warning people, but tonight I got my wife on here and I want to just talk to you about a few things to try to, to try to give you some positive thoughts here. And um, so we are going to start off in Isaiah chapter 66, right? Is that where we're at? King James Version. My wife is going to read to you the first two verses. So here we go. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Amen. That's a good word right there. Isaiah chapter 66, verses 1 and 2. So, this verse, did you want to say something before I start? Okay, she's going to break away just to take care of our nine-month-old baby. And uh, he's a little agitated at the moment. So you guys all understand how that goes if you're a family person. If you have kids or if you had kids, you understand how that is. I will not finish before my wife gets back, so I want her to be part of this podcast. I hope you guys all have a great night. Is that the end? Are you going away? Are you coming back? Or Oh, we'll see. Okay, we'll try to see if we can squeeze her in for a little bit longer, guys. I wanted her to say something more if we can, but you know how it happens when you're a family. Okay, so we have out of our Bible here, Isaiah, one of the prophets in the Old Testament. He's a Hebrew and he's doing the things that God sends him to do. He's writing, he's um, preaching, he's going around as a prophet, he's, he's prophesying. Most of the time when he prophesies, it's, it's not good. Isaiah, I believe, is one of the prophets that walked into Hezekiah. Um, I wasn't even going to talk about any of this, but let's, let's go this route since we're feeling after the Holy Spirit tonight, folks. Isaiah was a man that rose as a young boy to, the, to be king over Israel, over, over the things of God. And 
he got sick. He got a sickness, and this sickness was bad. And so he inquired of the man of God, and Isaiah shows up. He comes walking through his palace, and I preached on this long ago, um, how this prophet were walking through this kingdom. And as he's walking through this kingdom, he's probably thinking, and I'm just putting my myself in the shoes of Isaiah because as he is, and I'm no prophet or I'm no no way saying I'm equal to him, but I'm just going to tell you the way I think as a minister that I just believe he had to think some of these thoughts. He might not have thought any of them. I'm not saying it's in the Bible. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is out of my mindset as being a minister for over 20 years, some things I would have thought if as I walked through these halls of a castle, I would have been looking around saying, wow, this is a pretty nice castle. You know, I'm going to go see the king here. I've talked to many great people. I've talked to God already. I've had a great encounter with God. He told me to go tell this man that he's going to die and he's going to surely die and get his house in order. That's the message that Isaiah has to tell this king. Isaiah has to tell Hezekiah, you're going to die and there's no hope for you. Get your house in order. Goodbye. Now, could you imagine having to tell a king this message? And so on the way through this palace, he's probably thinking, man, this guy's in trouble, man. He's in, There's no hope for him. It's over. I've already pleaded with God. I've talked to him, but it's over. Once God says it's going to be, it's going to be. So he walks in Hezekiah's room where he's at. He's laying in bed. And he was in a lot of pain, wasn't feeling good. We all can relate to this. And he looks to the man of God thinking, man, I just hope he says something positive. I just hope he looks at me and gives me that touch and just heals me. I hope God answers and just wipes away my tears and all my pain and sorrow. And so Hezekiah looks up with a probably a twinkle in his eye of a sick man looking at him, somebody that's been bedridden. And Isaiah says, guess what? Get your house in order. You're going to die. You're surely going to die. And so he turns and leaves, walks out of the room, shuts the door. And as he walks out that door, I can just imagine how Isaiah must have felt. His heart must have sunk thinking, wow, I'm glad that's over. But now I'm just very sad for this man. He's a king. He done great things in Israel. I feel very sad for him. He made a mistake, but his, it's over. And he starts to walk back home. And as he's walking back through the palace, he's walking out, getting ready to leave. Isaiah or Hezekiah up in the upper room where he is turns his head to the wall and starts to cry and pray and he starts to remember reminding God of the things that he did remember God this remember when I did this remember when I did that and he weeps really bad he just keeps weeping and crying now I'll tell you one of the things he said that the Bible talks about when he turned his face to the wall he said God remember I believe he was 12 years old. He said, remember when I, the first thing I did when I became king is I went into the house of the Lord. I unboarded it because it was boarded up and I unboarded it and I walked in there and I took all the idols out of the house of God and I destroyed them and I opened the house of God back up. God, do you remember that? And he he's weeping and crying. Well, he touched God's heart, folks. And... When he touched God's heart, God spoke to Isaiah and said, Turn around. I want you to go back and talk to uh, Hezekiah and tell him he's not going to die, but he's surely going to live. And so he turns around and walks back. Now, I've always said this is here he is getting ready to leave. And God says, I changed my mind. Go back up there. 
Now, as a preacher, I'm, I don't remember any of these kind of times happening to me. Could, could you imagine as a modern day preacher, I'm up preaching. Everybody, you better repent. You're going to go to hell. And I walk up to somebody and they want healing. And I look at them and say, you're going to die. God's going to let you die. You're not going to be healed. Go home, get your house in order. And as I get ready to leave the church, God speaks to me and says, go back. Tell that person I heard their prayer. Tell them that I'm going to add years to their life. And I forgave their sins. How hard that would be as a minister to turn around after I already executed something on somebody to say, you know what, God changed his mind. That would sound like a flip-flopping preacher. That would sound like somebody that didn't know how to hear from God. If I, if you said it the first time, how do I know you're telling me the truth the second time? Do you, do you see what I'm saying, folks? Do you, are you following me? My, my, my motive apparatus, my thinking here. So you can imagine what... Hezekiah's thinking here as the man of God has changed his mind because he heard from God and he struggled with that. Now I know where we're at folks. We're in Isaiah chapter 66. It has nothing to do with Hezekiah here. But I really believe something in this two verses that we read does have something to do with the way he prayed. Let me read this again since my wife is no longer here to read for me. I'm going to read this. Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. Thus saith the Lord, the heavens are is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made, and all these things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Do you think this man was trembling at God's word? Do you think he was contrite in spirit, broken and poor in spirit? Yes. Anytime you cry out to the Lord and you don't know what to do, folks. And I know many of you that are under the sound of my voice, sponsors of mine, people out there that I might not have ever met. There's been times where you've gotten some kind of notification or some kind of a Something was told to you that just broke your heart. Something has happened to you that just broke your spirit. And you didn't know what to do. So you turned to God and you cried unto him. You shut the door. You might have hidden the, the shower. You might have been hiding somewhere where nobody can see it. Or you could have been somewhere where somebody saw it. But you started to cry unto God. God, forgive me. I'm sorry. God, I need help in this situation. I don't know what I'm going to do for my family or my friends or my job or whatever the situation is. And God heard your cry. And he answered, because you were broken in spirit. See, God isn't looking for the rich and famous folks. He's looking for the broken in spirit and the contrite in spirit. Those that have something really to bring to the table. And I want to ask you in these last hours we are in, in these last days that we are in, the times of trouble that we are in, what kind of house are you building for God? What kind of tabernacle walks around in those Nikes or Adidas shoes that you have or slippers or flats or high heels because you are the tabernacle you are the house of God and what have you built for God what place does he have to come to rest when he comes to visit you is it a very bad place a dirty place is it a place that hangs out in bars that smokes and drinks and does drugs is it that kind of place or what kind of place do you have to offer God is it a holy place is it a place of rest? Is it a praying place? It is, is it a place of peace? And Just what do you have to offer to God? Is what I'm saying tonight. Under the unction of the Holy Spirit, what kind of house are you building for God? 
So we just let the Lord kind of lead us tonight, folks. I didn't expect to go this way. My wife, I figured we'd talk a little bit, but my boy is a little restless tonight. We, like I said, we're, everyone's not feeling the greatest in home right now. It's hoping to get out this weekend, but we just never know what the way the weather is and the way people feel. You just never know, guys. Um, my kids are on spring break from school right now, and it's not much of a spring break with the weather. And um, we just got to pray for our kids, folks, in the school. Before we go, we're going to pray for our kids, our country, the world, the citizens of the world, the people of this world that are God's people that are facing ridicule and trouble and trials and tribulations. Pray for yourselves tonight, and I want to pray for you now before we go, because I love you. Lord Jesus, right now I pray for everyone that's under the sound of my voice to bless them, give them a special blessing of peace, serenity, just fill their hearts tonight with love and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Lord, bless them, bless their children. Bless them, Lord, as this world sends fears out of lack of food and lack of money and lack of whatever, God, that keep scaring us with wars and rumors of wars and sicknesses and pestilence and disease and every hand there's something evil and negative and fear and these leaders are just living off this fear because it gives them more power and I ask you to rebuke these leaders these false leaders we've already talked about wolves in sheep's clothing consume them upon yourself Lord and raise up great leadership that will lead your people into peaceful lands into bountiful lands of of joy and happiness and greatness again god bless each person with law and order in their hearts and with happiness and joy filled in their hearts with their families and friends we love you tonight and i give you praise in jesus name we pray amen i love you guys tonight and with this i just send my peace and love to you please be blessed tonight i know there's so much to be worried about and there's a lot to be worried about if you're not saved but if you're saved please pray for others and stand in the gap for those that need jesus and just be that light tonight for somebody else. We sign off tonight in Jesus' name. And with that, God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed.